Welcome to Bite Size Mindfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Quijano, and this is your weekly dose of Bite Size Mindfulness, created to give you the tools and techniques to live the life that feels insanely good. I'm so very grateful to have you here joining me today, so let's jump in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bite Sides Mindfulness. I am so happy you're here. I've had such an incredible week. I've been getting outdoors and enjoying this beautiful sunshine. We've been having just the most loveliest weather in Colorado. I feel very, very lucky. We've been going for lots of runs and walks. I just got my bike fixed. It was out of action for a little bit and it has been so much fun. I don't know what it is about bikes, but I think honestly, it is one of the most wholesome activities out there. So yeah, we've been really enjoying getting out there and going for bike rides. I've been doing lots of riding and lots of reading. And I think that this episode is going to be such a beneficial one and such an impactful one. So I'm very, very glad you're here. And I hope you've had an awesome week yourself. Now, today I'm going to be discussing something that I came across when I was researching about ways to eliminate excess overthinking. I guess I'm trying to put that into an umbrella category because I am an absolute overthinker. I'm always overthinking situations. And something that came up when I was doing research was the benefits of giving people the benefit of the doubt. And when I started thinking about this concept, I actually had no idea how beneficial it actually was. I knew that my mom had always brought me up to always give people the benefit of the doubt. My teachers had always taught me to give people the benefit of the doubt, but I didn't really realize how impactful giving people the benefit of the doubt really was. Now, firstly, what does it mean? The Cambridge Dictionary defines it as to believe something good about someone rather than something bad when you have the possibility of doing either. So you have a positive way of looking at the situation, you have a negative way of looking at the situation, you have both options and you choose the positive light. You choose to believe that person, you choose to trust that person, you choose to look at that person in a positive way. For example, I didn't know whether his story was true or not, but I decided to give him the benefit of the doubt. You decide to believe him. You decide to know that what he is saying is true. Now, I don't necessarily think that this is our default thought pattern. And the reason why is just like we can so easily think the worst of ourselves The same applies when we are thinking about someone else, if they are doing something that we maybe don't agree with or maybe wouldn't do ourselves. I myself can struggle if I am hanging out with someone and they are acting as though they are not interested or that they are disengaged. I might start to think that they don't like me or that I've done something wrong, that I've been maybe talking too much and If I don't know that person very well, unfortunately, that can even lead to a judgment of maybe they're unfriendly. Now, obviously, there are a few potential problems with jumping to conclusions about other people. Firstly, I don't know if I'm right. 
of course, I think I'm right just because I think I can see the whole picture clearly doesn't mean I actually can at all. And it doesn't mean that I have come to the true conclusion about that person. Secondly, jumping to a conclusion can affect how I feel, how I interact with that person and the feelings I have towards that whole situation. If I think someone is being unfriendly, then unfortunately the chances are that I might not continue to put in as much effort and get to know them further and develop a friendship. I try to never ever be unkind and I do my very best to always have an open mind, but that's harder to do if I've jumped to a conclusion as to why someone is being unfriendly or cold. However, by giving someone the benefit of the doubt, it takes into consideration that that, that person might be having a bad day, that they might feel nervous or shy. They might be thinking or worrying about something that seems completely different to what the situation is and that makes them come across as distant or unfriendly. There are so many reasons as to why I might have perceived them as unfriendly that have nothing to do with me and nothing to do with who they are as a person and their personality. Now, that is why I have been trying to practice this for such a long time and I'm a lot more open-minded than I used to be, but it can still be easy to fall into those old thought patterns. However, I continually try to consciously practice giving people the benefit of the doubt. Easier said than done in the moment, but each time I do give someone the benefit of the doubt, not only do they benefit, but I do too because I'm not overthinking about the situation, what just happened, why it happened, and questioning why someone was acting a certain way. Now, straight off the bat, I want to stress that giving people the benefit of the doubt is not about making excuses for that person. It's not about allowing them to get away with things that they shouldn't. Rather, it's about not automatically jumping to that negative conclusion as to why someone has done something or been a certain way. Because it's actually believed, and I will go into this further, but it's believed that people who view the behaviours of others in a positive light are happier. And that's why I want to discuss this today, because who doesn't want to be happier? (laughs) Now, I want to put you in a situation. I want you to imagine that you have made plans with a new friend to talk on the phone. And then you call them and there's no answer. And you leave a message, but you don't get a call back. What happened? Well, perhaps they got held up by caring for their children or a work obligation popped up. Perhaps they didn't feel emotionally available to talk. Or maybe they had had a really hectic week and simply forgot. Or it's possible that you even called the wrong number. In social situations like these, our minds can generate a variety of explanations, ranging from the ones that are more charitable to ones that assign blame. And psychologists refer to this as our attributional style. Now, I will be doing a full podcast episode on this next week, so stay tuned 
It will be jam-packed with all the information about attributional styles. But for now, I want to continue on with this. Now, past research has found that individuals with a hostile attributional style, that is, who tend to assign malicious intent to others and actions, tend to be less satisfied with their relationships. According to a study in January of 2020 in the Journal of Happiness Studies, it found that people who weren't giving people the benefit of the doubt were actually less happy overall. That means that those little assumptions, those little interpretations of a situation were actually making those people, people feel less satisfied with the relationships that they were in proving that rather than giving into those automatic reactions, giving people the benefit of the doubt will go on to boost our well-being. In that study that I just mentioned, 707 participates, participants rather from across the United States, Poland and Japan were asked to read scenarios like the one I just read you, such as maybe being ignored from a colleague or being stood up from a at a cafe. Participants then rated the situation on three factors, how much they thought the other person acted intentionally, how much blame they assigned to them, and how angry they were as a measure of hostile attributions. They also filled out a questionnaire about the extent they considered themselves to be a happy person. The researchers categorized all the participants into three groups. Those with a hostile attribution style, in all scenarios, they thought that the person was being malicious. So that means that any situation that someone had done something wrong, they had thought that the person that was doing the wrong thing, that they thought of it as being malicious and that they had done it deliberately. The second group was a benign attributional group style. And that meant that those people in all scenarios, they gave people the benefit of the doubt. And then the third group was their ambiguous attribution style. And they thought that people had sometimes been malicious and then sometimes thought that they had given the people the benefit of the doubt. So they were sort of 50-50. Now, the researchers found that people who gave others the benefit of the doubt all the time were happier compared to the participants who always blamed others. Same with the people who only sometimes gave people the benefit of the doubt. They were also happier. The researchers couldn't say for sure whether seeing people as malicious directly lowered our happiness or whether unhappy people were just likely to have more hostile attributions in the first place. However, my viewings of that study does suggest that the possibility that giving people the benefit of the doubt is a practice to improve our relationships and our own well-being. It'll make our relationships stronger while also making us happier and feel more safe and comfortable in all situations and in ourselves, knowing that we have a lot to offer our relationships. Another important note that I'd really like to add while I start to wrap this up is that I think it's really honest and open to cultivate a direct form of communication with people. So rather than jumping to conclusions, instead of letting your anxieties fester, it may be better to simply talk to people about their confusing behaviours. If someone does something that confuses you, 
The next time a friend cancels plans or forgets to text you back, consider giving them the benefit of the doubt and waiting to hear their side of the story. Assuming others have good intentions, particularly with the people we already know and love, will make the world seem like a friendlier place. It'll take that weight off your shoulder like people are out to get you. Now, before I sign off, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't add a word of caution about giving people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes people will let you down. Sometimes people will hurt your feelings deliberately or take advantage of you, unfortunately. That's why it's important to always give people the benefit of the doubt, but not at your own expense. Keep yourself safe. Maintain your boundaries. Spend more time with the people that support you, that care for you, that make you feel good. Keep in mind that just because you give someone the benefit of the doubt doesn't mean you have to give them a million chances and even maintain a strong, close relationship with them. There are so many situations out there. You may have a friend or a family member that you like to give the benefit of the doubt to towards their actions, but that doesn't mean that you have to invest all your energy in them. Know that they are doing their best with what they can, but also appreciate that you don't need to be their best friend and drop everything to help them. You can think good thoughts and also keep your distance. I personally think that it can be really healthy to have that in the back of your mind when giving people the benefit of the doubt over and over again, especially the same person over and over again. If it starts to feel repetitive and not aligned with your core values, you can continue to give them the benefit of the doubt while also maintaining a safe distance and maintaining your boundaries. I really hope that this episode about giving people the benefit of the doubt resonated. It was really one that I really thoroughly enjoyed. I will link that article, the journal article in the show notes so that you can have a read of it yourself. And like always, please leave a review and rate this podcast as it can reach more ears that way. And if you want to contact me and reach out, you can always find me over on Instagram at Linda Quijano. Until next time, guys, I hope you continue to have an amazing week and weekend, and I'll be back in your ears next week. You've been listening to Bite Size Mindfulness. Bye for now.